Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Ooh, do you hear that? Ooh. That's the sound of my voice being healthy. You sound so hale and hearty. Mm-hmm, I am. I would you sound like a hearty radish. I know. Everywhere I go these days, people are like, wow, you're so hale and hearty. So mm. it's funny that you say it because I've heard those exact words really? thrown at me a couple times this It must week. be the real, it must be the truth. Sometimes if you hear something more than once, it's propaganda. But if you, but other times if you hear something more than once, it's the truth. It's just the truth. It's and the now truth. that I no longer feel sick and bad, I can, I can regale ah our audience with my beautiful voice hail and hearty regale and arty bring the truth to me when you party but then you farty every, everyone will laugh at ye that's from uh uh descartes uh <laughs> 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 so uh what's uh, what's on the agenda today oh what's on the agenda today nick you ask yeah i do <laughs> i think i think i'm going to catapult Mm. some pieces of my home property great yeah i'm getting kind of tired of a lot of pieces in my house and instead of just demolishing in a normal way yeah i think i'm going to pile up a bunch of the things that are all pieces in my house yes. and then fire them ah. off into the distance toward the invading armies i like that mm-hmm. and if you miss like so what i'm thinking is that you live in a neighborhood where all the houses look more or less the same mm-hmm so if you miss and actually and accidentally hit another one of those houses, then I can pretend it's my house and claim the insurance because it looks exactly like mine. Bingo! <laughs> Send him a photo and they're like, "I thought your house was a different color." No, 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 no. I, it's, it depends on the light. I'm Time very familiar with my house. Yeah, layout. yeah, that's definitely my houses. Yeah, I feel like I'm probably going to pile up uh, a lot of doors. I'll probably fling some door. Uh huh. I like that. Yeah, I'll fling door. Yeah. Where, <laughs> but you don't want the doors anymore? No. I That's mean, what I'm, you're perceiving well, as I'm gonna clutter? Get some, I'm going to get some new doors. I'm going to get nicer <laughs> ones. I'm taking out a whole wall. <laughs> okay. And so I'm probably yeah. going to throw wall, too. Yes, you probably will throw wall. And But the, make sure, you know, just be careful. Structural integrity, et cetera, et cetera, about the... Uh, Sure, 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 um, sure, sure, sure. Like, be careful. Be careful out there. Yeah, there's a whole lot of piece. There's a whole lot of walls in particular that I can't take down, but there's one yeah. wall that's really been bothering me, so I'm going to fling that wall. Okay, good. And then I'm thinking about expanding my yard. That would be very nice. Is that going to require an annexation or. Mm, no, I think I'm just going to chuck gate. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> moment when the jokes begin to eat themselves i think you know what this is episode 24 or 25 i don't know mm-hmm. we've done almost half a century of these yeah and uh, i think it's i think we've earned the right to get self-referential <laughs> well an important thing about those jokes is that i have to be pulling from the language that our audience and us all share together. That's correct. You know? Yes. And, and now we're building a culture, a community, mm-hmm. a family. Yeah. A lexicon. A new language. A lexicon. A language. A dichotomy. <laughs> I, there's some weird poetic echoing in my head right now mm-hmm. that I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what I'm doing. And I know I'm not doing it well. But uh, please apologize to me for <laughs> my what I'm doing. 
to the bad things I've said and I'm, the three it's just like sets of threes mm-hmm. I'll be like apologies what of me I'm a sneeze you know stuff like that that's just like what are you doing yeah, I, but think that's that, I think that of, was a really good one that was a really good example really good example of the thing I did better examples of without thinking too hard about it a second ago <laughs> hi everybody and welcome welcome to your two show to and- your two should never forget whose this is it's yours. It's your two this show. This is your two show, and we're your two hosts. That's right. And I don't know if you guys know me yet. Mm. I think you guys have heard me talk a lot, but you don't really know me yet, so I'm yeah. going to introduce myself again today. Beautiful. Uh, and I am an adult man who started tearing up during an episode of a Sonic the Hedgehog anime created in 2003. <sighs> That's who I am today. That's Hi. my truth. Hi, adult man who started crying during an episode of Sonic X created in 2003. That's a, I'm an adult. That's my truth. Is <laughs> that your full name? <laughs> uh, hello, and I'm Nick. Did you say your name or not? I don't think you know. <laughs> well, that, my name is Caleb. But everyone, I want, and everyone knows that. And people know my name. People know my name. But they don't know who I am. But they don't know who I am. And now they do. I've told them. And now they know that I'm, that I'm Caleb, and I cried. And I'm hiding behind Caleb's identity right now because I too cried. <laughs> this episode was so emotional and good. We are talking about episode seven of six. No, episode seven. Okay, I'm, I'm sure of that because I remember last week as a momentous occasion where I got a tattoo that says episode six. On oh, it. and so now, so now I know. I count from there. I put a tally mark under the tattoo for every episode we watch past that. That's gonna be embarrassing if it's wrong. It's not wrong, dude. <laughs> I'm not never been wrong about a tattoo. This is episode seven. It's called When It's Time to Party, You Will Always Part. Something about that. The Japanese title is long. The American title is Party Hardly. Party Hardly. And in (laughs) inverse form, the American summary is really long, but the Japanese summary is Chris's mom is upset. Yeah. Welcome to Hulu, where we got what we got. (laughs) The subs are made up and the dubs don't matter. (laughs) Yeah. And this episode is a real twist. A twist of the knife, Mm -hmm. emotionally. And a a twist of the, the script, in terms of, like, what we're doing episode to episode. Yeah, so much happens in this episode. Lots of people are maneuvering around each other and lying to each other at the same time. Yeah. There's a whole lot of mishmashes of their, what is the word? Motivations, their yeah. objectives. There, there's there's a mishmash of motivations. Mm-hmm. See that? Yeah, I got it. Um, you really did it. They, uh, there's a lot of things going on. Hardly anything funny happened in this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Like, the last one was very silly. Mr. Intelligente, R.I.P., um and all of that stuff was like just bonkers i was nervous that after the peak yeah. of mr intelligente last yeah. week i was gonna feel like i missed something I'm just gonna feel bad about it yeah but this week they avoided that by veering yeah. into a totally different emotional direction oh i forgot all about the teacher bot i forgot <laughs> <laughs> this episode was 100 percent. it made every single character come away looking better yeah that's every true. character in the show got improved yep. by this episode and that was, that's a feat. That's an incredible feat in a 30-minute episode. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. So I'll do a quick summary of what Please happens. Do. Trying to follow the different narrative threads as best as I can. Yes. So we start on Cream and Cheese, who are told by Chris that they need to stay in the room until he gets home later and not let his mom know that they're there. Yeah. Because they still need to be a secret because he's still kind of illegally harboring government fugitives yeah. from another world in his garage. For those of you just joining us, cream and cheese are the names of characters oh, in yeah. the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's a, 
That's weird. Anyway, go ahead, please. So cream and cheese are given an explicit order to stay put, and they immediately are too bored to do so. So they go out in the yard and start collecting flowers. Sonic notices that they are collecting flowers from outside of the garden. Yes. And he's like, why are they collecting weeds outside instead of taking flowers from the garden? Yeah. Puts together that they are trying to make a present for the people who own the garden. So they're not taking flowers from them. Right, right. And then goes off on his own little adventure to find a place that he sees in a poster with beautiful flowers to bring flowers back for cream and cheese, which is adorable. Rips the poster off the wall and is like, aha! And then takes off running. He just goes around the whole world, ostensibly, looking for where this poster that was just on Chris's wall might be, and he finds it in less than a day. He gets he goes through a little frustrated adventure and the whole time you're not really sure why he's going there because he hasn't really vocalized his goals. Yeah. So it's cool to see that this sort of like what is he running around doing? They're keeping Sonic as this sort of mysterious character who does not express his intent or goals. Yeah. He's just doing stuff and we see him doing it momentarily and then go see other characters. And it was a cool little mystery good, while that yeah. was happening. And that trailed through the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Cream and cheese on top of gathering flowers also start wandering around the house and just sort of like looking for things to do and getting into mischief. They're sort of watching everybody and learning about everything. Cream and cheese find out that there's going to be a party that night because Chris's mom is going to have Chris's uncle over for a party. Yeah. She's excited because Chris doesn't get to see his uncle very much. And they're very, apparently Chris really likes his uncle. Yeah. She hasn't seen, I guess her brother. I guess that's who that is. Very often. Yeah. So she's excited about it too. Mm -hmm. Cream and cheese hear that there's going to be a party and they get, really excited about it. Oh, they're pumped. So they start trying to help decorate. They start wandering around and try to help, like, look at all the food and try to help with the cooking. Right. Mostly they're making a mess or getting close to getting into trouble. Yeah. And the whole time, Chris and Grandpa Chuck have to protect them from being spotted by the parents. Yeah, we find out that Mr... Tanaka. Tanaka already knows about them. Mm-hmm. They, they, he, he sees them and they're like, oh no, don't worry. And he's like, I already know about this. He's like, I noticed. I'm in charge of this house. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but they're trying to hide it from Ella mm-hmm. and the mom. Yeah. And then visitors. Yes. So Ella and the mom both don't know about them. And also Ella interprets some of the signs of their existence as being the mom's doing. So right. cream and cheese to make like a paper chain. Yep. And just like loosely drape this paper chain over yeah. a light and ella is like oh man uh, miss thorndyke has put together some decorations and she's such a child at heart <laughs> <laughs> there is this running joke of maybe her not ha- not really knowing how to do like house stuff. of the mom yeah yeah so she and she feels bad about this we yes. so this is another one of the plot lines is we follow chris's mom as she tries to cook for chris for breakfast yeah. and doesn't really know how to do that, but is like really energetic about trying to do it for him. And she burns all the food and the pancake comes apart in his hands and he's sitting there surrounded by all of this like ruined food. Yeah, kind a blender of fr- full of, kind of slime. Going, <laughs> Maybe he's already full, but probably he keeps trying to eat things and they're not turning out well, but he's trying to humor his mom. Mm-hmm. And she's she's very deliberately like, I need to do more motherly things. Yeah, and she's so excited. She's yeah, saying, she- I, I'm really excited to get an opportunity to like be your mom in yeah. a real way. Yeah. And Chris is trying to be supportive of that, too, and try to be helpful, but she's making this really bad food. And then Ella is immediately willing to believe that her attempt to decorate a party is to make a paper chain. It's very generous. (laughs) Like, it's this very, like, oh, that's cute Mm -hmm. that she's doing that. And this culminates in us seeing her getting dressed for the party. The mom. The mom. Yes. Getting dressed for the party, putting on this, like, 
really fantastic outfit that's yeah. uh, a little bit over the top, but then saying, oh, this is a little bit understated, but it's good enough. <laughs> it's a shiny red dress. And then getting a sudden phone call saying, we need you to be the main character in our movie and we need to start filming today. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's always like this. I'll never be a good mother. <laughs> Holly- like, oh, Hollywood it's really so always demanding. like that. They're really like announcing and starting a movie immediately. That's how they keep the secrecy. Like mm-hmm. that day, <laughs> they call you that day to be the star, and you've not had a chance to look at the script or anything, but you have to be on set that night. Right. So she has to leave, but she's very sad about it. And Cream and Cheese, stumbling around the house as they are, see the mom have kind of a little bit of a teary meltdown. Yeah. Like I, I've, I'm trying. This day I thought was at least going to be the one day I was going to get to be like a good mom. And they're already calling me aside and I need to go do this job because that's my career and yeah. because I need to make money for this house. Right. So I have to go do that and I feel bad about it. Ah, and uh, man, I'm such a bad mom. And this connects with Cream because Cream's character, right. Cream is uh, younger than everybody. And she, well, a big part of her character, <laughs> I, in, this is sort of a weird way to describe it, but a big part of her character is that she has a mom. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike every other person in the Sonic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else has parents that we know, really. So Cream... Her mom, who I think might just be known as Cream's mother pretty ubiquitously. Cream's mother is her name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if she does have a name, but they cream misses her because cream has been pulled from her mom and no one else has been pulled from a family. Well, if cream's child is cheese, the chow. Well, that's not her child. She's a very small, but in relation, you know, they, she, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then one step up the chain, veggie, veggie cream, veggie cream cheese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to get us the flavor of jalapeno. Jalapeno. Mama jalapeno. I feel like they would be kind of a sweet, probably like cinnamon, cinnamon sugar. Oh, cream if her name cheese. was cinnamon, like that would be good. Yeah. So good, we fixed it. Cream has a mom, and this is a big deal. She misses her mom from home, which yeah. no one else has to worry about because no one else has any real ties back right. to home right now. Right. Except for Knuckles, she is like Knuckles in this that she actually has something to get back to. Right. The Chaos Emeralds are Knuckles' mom. Yes, exactly. Well, the Master Emerald is oh. Knuckles' mom. <laughs> Knuckles' mom, and also his ward. Mm-hmm. So, Cream connects immediately with his mother's plight and feels bad about how she doesn't get to see her mom and her mom doesn't really get to see Chris. And that's that for now. Yeah. That's that thread for now. All of these things are happening in like five to ten second segments. It's very, very small. This is a scattered episode. And some of this stuff... Cutting really fast from one thing to another. Some of this stuff is not explained. It's... We are kind of putting it together. Yeah. After the fact. What we can piece together is the narrative there's one thing which i'm about to talk about so so the secret agent teacher decides that he is going to go to chris's house and plant a bug yeah he comes up to chris at school and says hi new rule all teachers (laughs) named me are going to the homes of all students named you so i'll be there at four o'clock see you there (laughs) it's a new rule straight straight from the top The, the principal said that uh I have to go to your house. He overhears Chris telling his friends about this party they're going to have. Yes. And seems to think he can use needing to meet Chris's mom as an excuse. Yeah. Because I guess he probably knows Chris's mom isn't there most of the time because he's a spy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he gets, he, he does, it's when he says, it's like, this is super creepy as it's happening, but yes. it's kind of accepted as like, well, he's the teacher and teachers meet parents. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. Secret agent teacher is totally positive that Sonic is at chris's house yeah he knows it he knows it for sure he's just looking for evidence yeah so he comes to the party the party sequence is 
bonkers. <sighs> Everything goes on at once during this. Yeah. Cream and cheese reveal themselves on accident, get hidden by grandpa. Sonic shows up with the flowers. Yeah. Cream and cheese see Sonic with the flowers and then start being like, Sonic got flowers just for me. How sweet. And which reveals that they are alive to this entire room yes. of people. Ella and, oh, the mom has, the mom is gone by now. Yep. Ella sees cream and cheese and is like, oh, what are these living alive thingies? <laughs> and everyone else in the room is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear them talk. I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. Yeah, Ella, trying- Ella's confused, but she's like, okay. Uh-huh. Chris picks them up and is like, these are my dolls. And then Chris's brother, Chris's uncle arrives. It turns out Chris's uncle, which was a little bit foreshadowed, was Highway Star. Highway Star of so- the speed team. The S team cops, sp- speed cops. So from the first episode... Uh, we finally he's back and this in a astonishing amazing feat of sudden character explanation yeah this is what i'm starting to put together is maybe the sonic x overall joke okay and it is playing on the idea of sonic himself being cool like visibly if you just look at him and you just glance at him Uh being cool okay and then the line just beneath that is that he's Super, super goofy and weird. Okay, yeah. And they are pushing that with every character. Interesting. That that if you look at them without looking too hard, they look like cool anime action nonsense. Yeah. And then if you actually spend time with them for another second or two and they become real people, it reveals that in order to be these cool anime people, they are actually really weird like people dis- day to day. Distorted figures. Because this guy shows up, we were freaking out. It was like, oh, oh, he's here, it's him. It's him! It's the speed cop! The super cool guy with this very deep voice. And he walks in looking like like Dragon Ball Z androids saved by the bell, the new class. Yeah. Like <laughs> saved, by, saved by the Android 13. The Hawaiian years. Like, <laughs> he's looking real goofy, but, but you know, pretty good. He shows up and he says, so this is the guy, I, just a, as a refresher. Right. This is the guy from the first episode of Sonic X who has a bunch of special milk and has yeah, been put spent- special milk in my race car so that I can catch the weird hog. And I've gone so fast and I'm so good at my job that no criminals even try to be fast anymore because yeah. I'm too good at it. And and I've dedicated my life to being the fastest one around. So you hedgehog, I'm going to stop you and you're not going to do any more crimes. Yeah. This like very intense, very serious, like, uh, anime stuff yep. of like I'm playing this game with you and then I'm going to I'm going to beat you at it like Complete. I'm going to give you a fair fight flicking cigarettes on the ground yeah yeah complete just like straight ahead intensity yes and now off the clock he is revealed to be completely ridiculous uh, so he walks in wearing a sweater that says speed, speed. on it <laughs> It says speed on it. Chris, up right before he comes in, mentions, like, oh, yeah, he's, like, big into speed. He's, he's like, kind of a speed freak. He's a speed freak. And and for a second, we were like, what, what, what? what speed? 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 <laughs> Which kind of speed are we talking about? But he means, like, the literal speed. Yeah. And so he's talking about him going fast. And as soon as he shows up, he starts extolling the virtues of being someone who's obsessed with being fast. I learn things quickly, but I forget them quickly, too. <laughs> I can speak really fast. I can also listen quickly. <laughs> And he he does this in like the I am a very model of a modern major general yeah. kind of thing where he's like just listing all of his virtues and even in the middle of the monologue says and I talk so quickly that nobody can get a word in edgewise it's kind of persistently rhythmically overtaking everyone mm-hmm. and it's great and he's just a total like the phrase I've heard used like in the anime I've learned a, a lot about otaku oh have from, you from Princess Jellyfish <laughs> but it's 
that kind of thing where he's picked something to be obsessed with, only his is the abstract concept of speed. Yes. And so he has just, if there were physical manifestations of speed, he would have all of those action figures in his house. Yes. This is a thing where if Sonic existed, if Sonic as a fictional figure existed in this world, he would be obsessed with Sonic. Got it. Yes. And he takes every opportunity, everything gets framed in that context. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point. So he he also sees Cream and Cheese run in and start talking, and then everybody in the room except for Ella goes, no, 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 they're not real. That's not a real thing. They, They didn't speak. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. I changed my mind pretty fast. Yeah. And then I noticed things quickly, but I'm quick to change my mind. And then whenever Ella goes, oh, you, you noticed them too, because I also think they're real. He was like, and I'm also quick to rescind my previous opinions. Yeah. It's really good. (laughs) He's funny. He's funny. And it is a, a, I love, I love, love, love seeing that a writer has sat down and thought, okay, yeah, we need this cool person. What would this person have to actually be like for this to be the way they acted at their job? Yeah. And really digging down on how when you get really good at something, it makes you only seem cool in that context. Right. Which is not a bad thing. It's actually great. Fine. Yeah. And and real. Yes. That when you take someone out of their specialty, they can often totally flounder and not know how to communicate or yeah. function. And seeing him do that was so... It felt so... Uh, even though it was over the top real and funny because you were taking an over the top thing and explaining it, yep, explaining it yep, in over the top yep, way. Yep. And it really, I think gave me a window into their philosophy on how they're handling all the characters. I think that's great. That's super interesting. And mm-hmm. it is, it's like when people try to ask, like when people see us out in public and, and they're like, Oh, it's the guys from the Sonic podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, uh, Oh, you guys do all that Sonic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they, would try- you like to go kayaking with me? And then I say, Oh yeah. Sonic went kayaking that one time. Right. I say, Oh, that is an interesting episode you're describing. But, um, I, you know, I, I will watch you do that from the side. Do you, does it have subtitles? Mm-hmm. Do you have subtitles is while it, you're kayaking? Is it subs or dubs? Mm-hmm. Rub-a-dub. And it's like, you know, Hideo Kojima, right? Super cool guy makes really great weird games, mm-hmm. but makes everyone around him carry guns <laughs> that they don't know how to use and also makes them almost kiss all the time. Like, he's like, you guys... This is great. We're all at dinner. Please hold these. And now we're having like a good kind of intense conversation about philosophy and whatever. And could you guys just lean, just lean in and talk to each other? Just lean a little so bit that, closer. But could, close enough. Close enough. Perfect. I'm the director. Hideo Kojima is the perfect example for me too. Yeah. My perspective on him is somebody who makes this really interesting art that is an amalgam of things that you would never expect to be in the same room. Yeah. And the, the perfect example of that, right, is the people. He's got Guillermo del Toro. He's got uh, Reed. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. And he's Matt got... Matt Mickelson. Matt Mickelson. He's got all three of those people who I would never, ever expect to see involved in the same project. <laughs> right. And he's managed to pull them all into his vortex Through to work the- on this one thing. Through the lens of his ship gravity, like he's shipping them all so hard that it becomes a real story. That's what I'm saying. He creates this incredible thing with these incredible people. But if you zoom out, what that requires is someone who is obsessed with those people in a way that is very, very (laughs) cute and also like a little bit strange. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And seeing that, that's a that's a that is a perfect real world example for that. And I. I love it. I absolutely 100% love it. And it's the kind of stuff that, especially in humorous media, is the best route to comedy for me. I agree, yeah. This, like, very serious and deliberate 
approach to I want to do something amazing. What are all the pieces that will line up to make that work? How many ways do I have to ruin myself to become the hero I always wanted to be? <laughs> I loved it. And so the the, emo- the, the way that it ended, which yes. I got kind of distracted yeah, right, with. Right. The teacher, for reasons that we still didn't 100% put together, yeah. decides not to bug the house. He spends 15 minutes staring at the painting where he's going to bug it, gets distracted because when Chris yells, he thinks that Chris is seeing him try to bug the painting, so he right. stops. and then. But the teacher never sees cream cheese or sonic in this situation, you know, does he's he? staring at the painting the whole time. He's so nervous about doing a spy. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> and then I guess he feels guilty about it. I guess so. Yeah. My interpretation is that he felt he felt guilty about bugging their house. And so by after staring at the painting for a while, decided... And another possible interpretation, the only line he really says the whole time is he chimes into all the, all the conversations by occasionally saying, yeah, this is beautiful. And he's talking about the painting kind yeah. of, but then in context, if I were anyone else in the room, it's set up so that it kind of sounds like maybe he's talking about their like relationship and the things that they're doing. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, your mother got you a present. And then he's like, that's beautiful. <laughs> and... <laughs> But he's gazing intently at this abstract piece of the MoMA, mm-hmm. and he's got sweat dripping down his face as he's he's like holding the little black bug box that won't gleaming. stop shining. <laughs> gleam! It's doing the glasses gleam, but it's doing it every time it's in frame, no matter it whether is. or not it would be in the light. So he's the he's the person. Everything about Secret Agent Teacher gleams. That's his special superpower. That's his power. Mm-hmm. His secondary he's- power is gleaming. <laughs> It's really good. It's so good. And then he leaves. He just didn't see any of them. He says to everybody, I'm going to go. He like, obviously he's having a little bit of a moral conundrum. I'll I'll come back when your mom's home. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just going to get out of here. Chris is a little disappointed. You can tell and confused. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But there's so much happening all at once that he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Oh, I just remembered that it was previously established that part of his cover story is that he is a big fan of Chris's mom. Right. So Chris even probably interpreted when he was doing the suspicious i need to go to your house thing yeah. chris was probably like oh uh, you're trying to meet my mom right which makes a lot of sense why chris was being chill about it because yeah. he realized he was being suspicious but had an idea of why used to that that makes sense that makes a certain amount of sense and it's also probably true mm-hmm. that secret agent teacher will be revealed as actually a huge fan of chris's mom yeah. and he doesn't really <laughs> care about any of this except meeting her that would be awesome like that is a in the direction of these twists that we're talking about. Where that would be like, so cool. He doesn't bug the house because he starts feeling guilty about he, doing that to someone he's like, a huge he fan of. He took the job because he was like, oh, I'll get to, uh, mm, ah, I'll get to, I mean, I will spy on Chris's mom. <laughs> oh, oh, the <laughs> oh, Thorndikes. The, the Thorndikes. Now that's, mm, no real reason I volunteer. Import, I very important volunteer. I volunteer for sure. I'm here for that job to do it for my duty. Happy to. Happy to. How many? Is what's the flower budget? What's the budget for flowers on this job? Do, is, do I have discretionary funding for flowers? <laughs> because I would like to buy a hundred roses. Because I would like to take a hundred roses to. I think that will help really convince her that I am trustworthy mm-hmm. uh, and a fan of hers in the fiction of my job. Yeah, so that that way I'm able to be at their house more often. Right, because I know that she likes flowers. So what's the, what's the budget for flowers? Like a hundred, two hundred flowers? Mm-hmm. Like, like she said in an interview a few years ago. I've already done some preliminary research. Yeah, I know yeah, you yeah, just yeah. told me about this job today, but, but don't like, worry. Right I like there. have already done it. And one of the things wow, I learned is yeah, yeah, yeah. Her favorite flower is 
Red Rose is. Oh, now that's very... T- that's she seems- said that in an interview in 2001. Interesting. For Vogue. Wow, very good. A solid research secret agent teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, one of, our, one of our guys was the reporter on that oh. uh, Vogue episode because uh-huh. he was undercover. Yes, we do have that episode of Vogue magazine. We do have... Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's a YouTube channel nowadays. Yeah, okay, it's, yeah, sorry. It's the future. <laughs> so, so th- the way this wraps up basically is everybody is just so nice to each other to the point that it made me teary. Yeah. Sonic gives flowers to. Oh, oh, there's a huge, there's a huge meltdown right after a moment because uh, Chris says, right, it sucks. Basically says, it sucks that my mom's not around. Yeah. And someone else in the room is like, yeah, your mom's never here. And Cream gets very upset about this. How dare you talk about your mom like that? She's like, I hate it when you talk about your mom like that. I hate you so much. Yeah. And runs out crying. And Chris realizes immediately, oh, right. Cream can't even see her mom ever right now. She doesn't have access to her. Doesn't know if she ever will see her again. Uh I got to see my mom today and I'm complaining about not seeing her for long enough. That probably was insensitive in front of Cream. Yeah, which kind of relates to what we were talking about last time Mm -hmm. of the ramifying consequences of them being stranded in this world. Yeah. Like, this show is absolutely drawing attention to the pain and suffering being caused by this um, crossover fanfic. Yeah, Cream needs a mom. Yeah. She's really young. She's she's currently being raised by her mother. Yes. She needs a mom around. And for the last couple of weeks, it's she's been a little kid just wandering around this house around trapped there. And yeah. we, we, there's like mischief they get into, but it's because they don't have anybody taking care of them. Yeah. Like they, and that's the thing that, that kids can do. And luckily here at the end of the episode, once they finally stop trying to gaslight Ella mm-hmm. and, and make her feel like she's seeing things. She, then, even, she has a moment where she sits down on the couch and is like, I guess I'm... I guess I'm losing my mind a little yeah. because I thought I've been seeing all these things. Maybe I'm working too much. Ooh, and we were both going, no, no. Like, this is bad. Don't do this. And so thankfully, immediately. They just go, we should tell Ella the truth. And she's yeah. on our side. She'll she'll be all right. And, and she like, is. Oh, you should have told me sooner. And then. Immediately takes Cream under her wing. Takes him into the kitchen and they're sit, hanging out and taking And helping her cook. Her. That's and, so good. It's and, really sweet. And Cream makes flower crowns for everybody. Chris goes back to his room and Sonic comes to check on him because Sonic can tell that Chris isn't there. Yeah. This is another thing we're seeing about Sonic is that he really cares about everybody's feelings. Yeah. Like a whole lot. And I think what we're learning about him mm-hmm. is he is slow to notice maybe. Okay. Like he, he does not. Okay. Maybe this is a better way to put it. He doesn't preempt people's feelings. Got it. He doesn't he doesn't predict how people are going to feel about stuff. Okay. But he notices when they are feeling bad and tries to fix it right away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see if how Sonic would handle a situation where that he can't fix right away emotionally. Cuz yeah. So far all these emotional problems have been him going up to them and being like kind of uh, interestingly enough, the voice of concise reason. Yep. Going up to Chris and Chris saying, I feel really bad because I said this crummy thing in front of Cream. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have hurt her feelings really bad. And Sonic going, she's going to be fine. Yeah. And he kind of does. This is an interesting contrast with the Sonic of Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a similar thing here where yeah. he gives a thumbs up and a smile. And it's like, it's going to be okay. But it felt really different. Yes. In Sonic X, this moment. It may have been, he may not have gone into as much detail as he maybe 
could or should have. Mm -hmm. It may not have been the perfect response, but it felt reassuring in a way that he's like, you know what? It's going to be okay. I'm here. I believe in you Mm -hmm. rather than the intentionally or not like vacant. Why don't you smile? Yeah. From Sonic 06. So this Sonic, what he was saying was, we'll make it through this. Yeah. Tonally. And even when he's being goofy or whatever, he's like, I am here as a positive support for exactly. this situation. Yep. It's going to be fine. She's a kid. Yeah. You just don't need to be worrying about this so much. But in Sonic 06, he is saying, stop worrying about it. Yeah. He is saying, oh, don't even don't even worry. In, in the face of a situation that is very clearly <laughs> worth worrying about. Absolutely, like, fatally dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. He's being dismissive in that. Yeah. He's being yep. reasonable in this. He's trying to be a voice for, you don't have to make yourself bonkers about this and it comes from um sonic having a certain amount of confidence Mm -hmm. and this like that cool confidence that he's expressing in this show where he does deal with things when they need to be dealt with Mm -hmm. maybe he's a maybe he's a half second too late actually because he waited so long to get started but he can catch up and do it but he is he is attentive and he's we're seeing him be more thoughtful Mm -hmm. and it's super interesting how this show especially the last two episodes i didn't really think about it beforehand but have this like scattering of plot elements that come together at the end yeah they're showing us four different things happening at the same time where i can imagine watching this in a different mind space um it it, like as a kid even and being like what's happening in this show it wants your focus What's the point of this yeah and that and that having watched last week's episode and being like, yeah, heck yeah, wow, that was cool. Oh, Mr. Intelligente's hilarious. This show's great. And then watching this and going like, why is everybody crying and screaming? And it's like episode to episode, very in, kind of inconsistent in tone, but it's good. Yeah, I think I like it. I think that might be a little. Uh, I think you might be thinking too little about kids. I think kids. L- I try to think as little about children as I can. No, I, I get. You. Yeah, I think people. I think children appreciate emotional stuff like this too. Sure, and but it's interesting to me how how often we hear from people who have watched these shows mm-hmm. and really disliked them. Like I think we I hear think a lot about that with Underground. Underground especially. Yeah. Boom. People don't like Sonic Boom. Yeah. And we understand some of that. Yeah. Uh, and I get why people don't like But I, I find myself thinking during, as we're watching these now, a little bit I'm going, huh, what? I, I, I can see, I can see where people's expectations might differ mm-hmm. from what these shows are doing and being... Uh, having difficulty accepting them on their own terms, which is part of what we're doing is just looking at it and going, here's what this one is. That's part of the Sonic problem. Yeah. Is that you don't know what to expect when you go into anything. It's one of the exciting things about it. Yes. But it is one of the problems is there's not a consistency, just not just within the show, there's not a consistency within any of these games or programs of a tone. To the point where you literally have two different versions of Sonic in the same game to accommodate people's differing expectations. Yeah. Like modern Sonic and classic Sonic are two distinct characters who appear in more than one video game. And neither of those is the... Sonic, that's in any of these shows we've been watching. No! It's a different one! Uh, uh, it's weird! Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I had never, I actually hadn't watched the Sonic Forces uh, trailer yeah. until last week when I was editing the show. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and introducing when it was like, and classic Sonic! And he's, like, sillier and smaller and he appears. I was really, like, tilting my head to the side going, what is this about? <laughs> Why is this a thing I'm supposed to just accept and maybe even be excited about? I don't understand. 
I remember Sonic Generate, like hearing about Sonic Generations and being like, okay, that's interesting to put like two different eras of Sonic together and kind of acknowledge that as being a bifurcation in the mm-hmm. series or whatever. But then to carry that forward as like a me- like as now it's part are, of the world. There are three characters in this game, and two of them are Sonic. <laughs> is super weird, but it's part of the inherent complexity and conflictedness of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Like it's just weird. <laughs> But nobody. But everybody comes at it from a different angle. Some people started with 3D. Some people started with 2D. Some people started with the cartoons. You've got all these different versions of Sonic, and every one of them tries to recast him as a slightly different person. Yeah, and trying to reconcile context. those. That's trying to reconcile those into one product you can sell. Yeah, is so. That's impossible. It's a huge mess. At this point, it's impossible. Probably. Yeah, and the. Because what we have is we've got a whole subset of this Sonic fandom that thinks they know exactly what Sonic should be. Right. And that is Sonic Mania. Right. It is a a recreation of classic two-dimensional Sonic the Hedgehog Mm -hmm. where he doesn't have lines. He has some personality in in the way that he looks. In his body language and his movement, but not not anything else. And then we have a set of people like me who got connected to Sonic because of 3D Sonic. Yep. And how despite its flaws sonic adventure sonic was my version of sonic for so long yeah and then all these people who didn't even ever play any of the games but only watch these television shows yeah and each of these shows presents sonic in a different more nuanced light than he is presented in any of the games yeah obviously yep but each of them is so disparate even the shows that are running at the same time with sonic underground and sonic uh saturday a.m which we haven't even watched yet. right right are like wildly divergent depictions of yeah. the same character. So uh, f- trying to create a product like a game that I can see where the Sonic team would be having problems right now and yeah. why they've got two or three Sonic worlds happening at once with yeah. the Sonic colors. And now we've got Sonic mania coming out the same year as uh-huh. Sonic forces Yeah, is you've got totally different camps of people who want completely disparate things. Yeah. But all under the banner. Which is why I think they are doing that. Which is why they are taking classic Sonic and modern Sonic and putting them together in a game. Because they are desperate to figure out something that will unite this group of people who like this abstract thing. But in reality, don't all like even close to the same thing. (laughs) It's weird. It's a weird problem. And the idea of letting you create your own OC... If that is what happened. If that is what happened. But that idea feels very powerful because yes. it's a, I think it's an approach to solving that problem. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, Sonic and company are... The, the version that anybody wants is a projection of their own desires and expectations. Yeah. And the reason why so many people create their Sonic Sonas and it is because this is a, a weirdly shaped world that doesn't complete itself... You have to complete it either by playing the game and doing it your own way or watching it and interpreting the characters in a certain way. Like for more yeah. than more than most other series, even ones that have strong fan communities. It's like I'm there. My Sonic. I want my Sonic. And, and something- my Sonic is actually a koala, you know? <laughs> yeah. And something that's actually remarkable and I think worthy of praise for the way the Sonic team has handled this is if you look at Mario, for yeah. example, the one real time Mario, it was attempted to turn Mario into something else. Yeah. Well, I guess two times was the television show uh-huh. and then the movie. Okay. Both of those, as soon as they didn't work, 
were effectively erased. Yeah. Nintendo di- dis- disavowed. Mm-hmm. Like, we do not acknowledge the existence of these entities. Yeah, stopped referencing them, and yeah. going forward, never tried to bring them back in. Right. Sonic has been trying new things from the beginning. Yeah. From every- Jump. Mm-hmm. Every new thing that comes out, they are trying something else. Yeah. And I think that's worth uh, appreciating. Sure. It is. It has... L- caused them to be overall i think less successful <laughs> yeah and it is it has caused it to create a lot of hurt for a lot of people who want good things all the time uh-huh. where mario fans pretty much get w- roughly what they're looking yeah. for every time yeah and there's a bifurcation between like 2d mechanics and 3d <laughs> mechanics but mm-hmm. they're not let's like character wise it's mostly the same thing yes and and that mario by virtue of not having a character has kept the same character regardless mm. of what situation he's dropped into. Mm-hmm. So whether he's in space or whether he's, in the case of the upcoming game, Super Mario Odyssey, literally going to the real world, yeah. which we'll see, yeah. he is always the same. Yeah. And that is jolly. Mm-hmm. Sonic, Ex- he's just exuberantly m- mustachioed bouncer man. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Sonic, who started out, his whole shtick, the reason, the thing that set him apart from Mario and made him briefly more successful is that he attempted to go beyond that. He attempted yeah. to have another personality. Was, yeah. But it was a personality so tied to the time that attempting to adapt it moving forward into yeah. something that could continue to be used has just had mixed success. Sonic was, I think, such a zeitgeist moment. Yeah. Of sneakers, sneakers, sass. The peace sign, like... The three S's. The three S's. Sneakers, sass, sass, and the peace sign. <laughs> <laughs> and the only way it could have been more zeitgeisty for 1993 is if it used the cool S in the logo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> if he was... <laughs> um, he three lines. Collecting three S's, the cool S's instead of golden rings. Oh, no. Oh, no. But he, but he really was, like, they made something that was legitimately cool mm-hmm. for kids of that time like pretty much everybody was like wow cool you know mm-hmm. and then times have changed and sonic has changed but he's he's this weird it doesn't he it, he had like a cultural moment mm-hmm. that seemed to really work and has struggled to find his footing culturally yeah ever since i like this because i think we're finally hitting a point where our our view is getting more rounded. It's yeah. fun it's fun to talk to you about this because we are now able to come at this from so many different angles. That this like I'm, I'm imagining us having this conversation on like episode 1 yeah. and how completely different that would be. We've been conducting this <clears throat> curriculum for oh, like almost <laughs> 6, six months. months. Yeah. Jesus, what are we doing? <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, no, I'm grateful for it, and I appreciate Uh, everybody being here. Um, But yeah, we're. I'm seeing more and more of it, and I, you know, uh, yeah, uh, it's super interesting. It continues to be fascinating, and every one of these new ingredients that we put in, Mm -hmm. it's like blows the whole thing open again. Sonic X is like the. And I don't mean to say necessarily that it's at the quality of these shows, but I'm enjoying them at a similar level. The like Avatar, Last Airbender like uh <laughs> sonic yeah it, it is the world built character driven yes fantasy drama yep of the sonic universe so far for me i tend to agree with that and it is it is doing the same thing that that show does where it has 
uh, all sorts of characters interacting with these different abilities that they're putting together. It has these, it doesn't have quite as clear of an overall arc. They are just, yeah. they're trying to get the Chaos Emeralds sure. in some way. Yeah. Which was a hysterical throwaway line in this episode when they were trying to support cream yeah and somebody was saying like oh ella was saying yeah yeah oh hey i really really hope that you get home soon back to your world and cream says yeah we're all gonna work very hard to get the seven chaos emeralds <laughs> i loved that and i was like they hadn't <laughs> talked about that forever and the chaos emeralds for me are still the most completely bonkers i do not understand decision Ridiculous. about the sonic world so whenever it comes up and when it comes out of the mouths of one of these this cute little bunny has spent yeah. the whole episode making paper chains yes and crying about missing their mom yes. and then they're like and now we will get the chaos, chaos emeralds <laughs> <laughs> it is like a different voice came out of her mouth. Ponyo uh, loves revolution. <laughs> Cream loves paper cranes. Cream, Cream loves, loves cheese. Cream loves mom. Cream, Cream loves, loves the, the chaos, chaos emeralds. Oh, man. It was so good. And so everybody good. cries in this episode yeah. because oh. Cream makes paper crowns for everyone. And everybody's so supportive. Cream literally puts a paper crown on Ella's head oh. and everybody claps. They're so the proud of her. The music picks it. It's like... And everybody's like, yay, good, yes. And... And Cree and Ella starts tearing up, and Cream's so happy because she has like a mom figure, and everybody's so happy. And Sonic, who like kind of quietly orchestrated everybody oh coming goodness. out of this happy in the background, is just like, t- <laughs> and which yeah. is the it's the cutest. This is the older brother thing, yeah. right? That's exactly we talked about right. how Sonic's character is being an older brother, and that's yeah. what this is is him fixing problems and trying to make sure everybody's happy but uh-huh. not look like he's too like emotionally invested in it and that's exactly right it was so oh, so cute it's really good uh so i think we're running low on time yeah but this episode was so good i can't wait for us to finish speed reading but we just do not have time again today no sorry we did you know <laughs> gotta gotta omit it today this show is so good but we, um i like sonic x gosh i, I know. really like it and I'm, i i want us to do other stuff but i also want to just watch the whole show it's going very well for us right right now um we you know uh we do have some other games that we, we've talked about playing soon i think i do want our next game to be cd okay i think because we have how the, can we play that we have the play cd hint i know and also the one of our favorite animations that we've seen sort of accidentally uh-huh. is the opening sequence to that that i really want to be able to talk <gasps> oh. about on the podcast yeah me too so i'm really but stoked about that where uh, how do we play that game? and i've seen some of the sketches of the art from the animations in that game Ugh. okay so okay we'll that's a great question that. i'm not sure we'll yeah. look into that if you guys know how we would best access sonic cd without having a classic console if like even if it is legally viable on a virtual console on one of the modern consoles yeah one absolutely. of us probably has it let yeah. us know but i would love to play that and i want to figure out a way yeah, to so sounds good. let me know if you have ideas yep um oh i i guess i should talk about some cool people that tweeted about us oh welcome to blue bird zone this is where we read some tweet names uh, and caleb cries because i said <laughs> the bluebird zone. Blue zone the bluebird zone is our new segment that's not really new that i've done before but hasn't had that bad name <laughs> The Bluebird Zone is the zone where I talk about cool people that have tweeted about us. Thanks to Nate Osterman for your nice words. That's yeah. at Nate Osterman, Nate, uh, and Doc Valentine. Thanks, you guys. And it makes also, us feel really good when you say something nice about us. It's very sweet. And that yeah. is, that is like, the best way to get other people paying attention, because uh, Sonic fans like Sonic fans who like Sonic things. It's true. In the last few weeks, several of you have, have really made a point of, like, 
tweeting, hey, y'all should listen to this good podcast that is nice. And it, every time that happens, Caleb and I are texting each other going, ah, they're so ah, nice. Somebody say something nice. Another one is Mark Grandstaff at Verily Mark G. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody, we're developing a fun little community. People that come on and talk to us on Twitter a lot about stuff and make jokes. And on Thursdays, yeah. we tend to post screenshots and talk about the shows that we're watching. Yep. So you guys should all follow each other and talk too. And let's all be friends. Let's all be friends. And it's really nice. And thank you so much. And, um, uh, we do, you know, we don't advertise, and we don't beg for money. But we would. I will. I will. We, we're about to. If like, don't think, worry about yeah, that. If you like, think that we I'm should not be begging that, for money, yeah, just let me know. Like, yeah, would you? Dignity is not really my thing. Like, <laughs> money is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> for now, thank you so much for listening. I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. I'm Nick Splendor, and, and you're too show. <laughs> Alone and the pretty birds have flown, honey. I'm still free. Take a chance, take, take a, a chance, chance on, on, take a chick a chance, chance. <laughs> That's how I, I sing all the parts. When you, I hope you're excited to come to my one man ABBA tribute band. <laughs> it's called ABBA. There's just one of me. Just ah. Uh, it's called ABBA. ABBA. A boy. Belts Ava. <laughs> <laughs>